Good morning and welcome. We're back. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. The Bob Cyclone uh, heading to the Midwest just walloping Colorado yesterday. Uh, We had power outages and roads being blocked off and National Guard troops and all that. Uh, I'll tell everybody this, so I want to uh, let everybody know. We have where the studio is in Colorado to the transmitter. It's a four-mile drive. (laughs) We know this because Jason drove it yesterday uh, in the... Uh, as most of you know, a, a little past halfway through the show, the station, if you were listening to 1360, obviously Phoenix was fine. Phoenix was fine. But you listen, if you were listening to 1360 on the radio, we went dead. That is because the power company, and they're believe it or not, in that four-mile distance, That means it's a different power company for the transmitter versus the radio station. That company lost power because of the bomb cyclone. Uh, Jason drove out there. We didn't know this. So Jason, after the show was over, drove over to the (laughs) transmitter to see if maybe there was something they could do. And we realized then there was no power. Uh, and then they, Jason called the power company and they did the best they could. I think they had us back up in an hour or an hour and a half, but something for all of you to know, we were still streaming. So the show went on, on the stream. So if you go to 1360khnc.com, uh, if you have that ability, I know a lot of you, Hey, I'm in my, I'm in my car. I'm on the radio. I don't have the ability, but you can use your cell phone or what have you. You can always still catch us on the stream. And then the replay of my show, and you'll hear me because I heard we go off the air and the confusion there. You can listen to the rest of it that way as well. Uh, but we just, you know, as uh, we learn how things are going, yesterday was one of those days I was punching myself in the face for why am I buying this radio station? We had a lot of stuff going on. We had a, a new bigger pipe, if you will, put into the studios here in Phoenix. That actually caused some issues, and Eric's show, we did a repeat because we had our radio engineer here, CenturyLink was in here, something that should have taken like 20 minutes, took about five hours, but uh, Eric will be back live today, that is 4 o'clock Mountain Time, 3 o'clock Phoenix Time, so all you Phoenix listeners, you want to hear Eric Go to 1360KHNC.com at 3 o'clock Arizona time and just hit the play button, and uh, he'll be there. Yesterday, I got a look at what our podcast page is going to look like. We could have podcasting up, and and I don't want to jinx anything, but we're, we're, we're pretty close. Could be next week. So that'll be great. That way, wherever you I don't care where you are. You're in Colorado. You're in Arizona. You're, you're in Hawaii to California to New York. You're in another country. 
You'll be able to go out to our website at 1360KHNC.com and get the podcast of Eric's show, of the Colorado Front Range Hour. All of, all of these other shows uh, that we have on 1360 will be available to everybody. Right now, you got to listen live, uh, but hopefully in the next week or two, very, very confident about this, before the end of the month for sure, uh, we're going to have that thing up and running uh, so a lot of ground to cover there, but but uh, we've survived the bomb cyclone, and it's moving its way to the the Midwest. And I'll, I'll say this: now that it's over, right, we'll take the snow melt. Right, we love that part, uh, and I hope everybody was safe out there. I know Jason; it took three times longer for him to get back to the radio station yesterday. From when, you know, just driving there, the five or ten minutes he was at the transmitter, uh, the weather took got a lot worse, a lot quicker than he anticipated. He actually saw another guy go right into the ditch and all that other stuff. Be careful out there. Uh, you know, it is called winter. 800-951-0592. And what a morning. By the way, it is quadruple witching on Wall Street. Apparently, that means everybody's going to sell off gold, a a big move down today in gold and silver. I'm going to tell you right now, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. Yeah, because the, the, the data, not very good at all. We had housing data come out today. We had jobless claims come out today. We had continuing jobless claims come out today. China had the worst data in 17 years uh, when it comes to how their economy is performing. No Brexit in England. I will say this. Eric was right. Watching the English Parliament, they could make that a TV show. I mean, I would watch it. Like, like here we got C-SPAN. Oh, we'll put it on C-SPAN. There's nothing to see, right? They, it, it, it's, it's, it's garbage. Uh, but but in England, they don't mess around. Like, everybody's there. You know, the whole thing's there, and they're hooting and hollering, yelling and screaming. Uh, it was pretty exciting. The the Brexit got voted down again in England. That's part of the reason the, the dollar is stronger. Not because our economy's any better, because it isn't. Uh, and you know what? People are starting to find that out really, really quickly. Uh, remember, if you missed yesterday's show... Uh, go go to to our website. Go to our archives. Find Jeff Gunlotch's interview about what's going to happen in 2019. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I'm going to run an item. We ran it uh, yesterday. Did we run it yesterday? I get confused. All these days running together. I'm gonna, but I'm going to say this. This item that we're going to put up right now is going to be data dependent. Yes, I'm going to. I'm going to use a Federal Reserve term. Yeah, it's going to be data dependent. We got silver down about twenty five cents right now. Okay. Fifteen dollars in thirteen cents, fourteen cents, something like that. We have silver rounds, right? Silver eagles, uh, they're the 2019s. I can get them. 
I can't. They're expensive. And I hate expensive. You know that. What's our philosophy here? Buy as close to spot as you can and say as private as you can. Uh, a roll of U.S. Silver Eagles, they're down to 380 bucks, but that's too much, in my opinion. We have about 35, 40 rolls of rounds available in both locations, in Phoenix and in Colorado. And don't worry, Kyle, you don't have to come and pick it up today, but order it today when, when the weather permits, you can... Drive to the to our office there and pick them up if you want. We'll ship them to you. But I say right now, $325 for a roll of rounds. So you're talking $55 less. Same amount of silver, 20 ounces of silver, just not government hallmarked. Uh, and these are clean. These are clean-looking, nice-looking rounds. Uh, $325, but I, I have the caveat, if silver rises, because I got this feeling it's going to rise quick if it does, uh, then the price will go up. But right now, uh, $325 a roll on silver rounds, it's $55 savings per roll over silver eagles, Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Take the time, put them away. You're going to be thrilled about it. Uh, we had housing data out today. This was new home sales, so we know existing homes have been getting clobbered. New home sales have done at least hanging in there. That all ended with the report from January. Sales of newly constructed homes fell 6.9% as buyers, well, they've stopped buying. The Commerce said the Commerce Department reported this morning that new home sales fell to the lowest levels since October. They are below 20, January's number, less than 2018, less than 2017. You get the idea. But the devil's always in the detail. Because with new homes, things are a little different. You have the new homes that are under construction, right? And we've all seen them in the subdivisions out there. And a lot of those homes, nobody's bought yet. Right, the, the builders. Hey, I'm going to start building it because you know. Let's face it. You you uh, to build a new home, it takes a while. So they want to. Hey, you know, we want to have some stuff ready, and then they'll have. And how they track sales is when somebody goes into a, a development and says, "Hey, this is the lot I want." whether the home has been started or not, okay? Here's where the problem really hurts. This is going to tell you uh, what's going to happen in February, March, April. Remember, and I'm going to say this, and you know this. I'm a big, big, big believer in what Jeffrey Gunlotch has to say. If you missed yesterday's show, and I know it kind of we kind of lost power and got a little sideways there. 
But he's talking about, hey, after this little quadruple witching thing's over here, which ends tomorrow, get ready for Wall Street to not only go back to the New Year's Eve lows, get ready for it to go even lower. He thinks recession is is already here. Yeah, already here, 2019. So in the data of these new homes, they said that the purchasers of homes yet to be constructed, okay, so these are the ones where, where they're like, hey, this is the lot I want, I'll wait. Yeah, I know. Okay, you know you you you're, you just put the street in. House hasn't started yet. Fell twenty seven percent in January. Not a very good sign at all. Uh, and again, as I said, new home sales below twenty eighteen, below twenty seventeen. Now, the median sales price fell another. in the month. That's another, I think that's the third straight month in a row now of falling prices for new homes. It's still way too expensive. $317,200. Nobody can afford that. I shouldn't say nobody, but you understand. Right? I tell the story of the, all the time when Sarah and I, we got married. We had our oldest son. We were young. I, I made, you know, decent money. You know, somewhere in that that eighty thousand ish range a year. We bought a house up in Anthem, all right, and I've told this story a bunch of times. And I was right in I was the the median guy. Right? And even then, you know, this is how it worked. Okay? Anthem at the time was way out of town, okay, way out there. And and we, Sarah and I, we were bored, and we, we did the, you know what, hey, we're not going to buy a house. They're running full-page ads and all that, but let's just drive out there. Yeah, we bought a house that day. And we were just, it was perfect for little kids at the time. The house was 134 some thousand dollars. I think I think our I think we mortgaged like 132,000, something like that. Brand new house, 1600 square feet, you know, three bedroom, two bath. And literally, when I tell you a postage stamp, I mean a postage stamp. And Arlene's laughing at me because Arlene lived in Anthem too. And that was that was the most I could afford. And I mean, I was doing, I did, I was doing pretty good. Now, granted, the interest rate was, I think, seven something, seven and change. But even today, I mean, you still, and I don't know where it's at, about four percent. But now the median price is three hundred and and falling here by what three hundred and twelve or three seventeen, whatever that number was. How much money do you got to make to be able to afford it? And, oh, by the way, you got to have down payment. It's one thing on 130000 even back then, they didn't make it put, you know, I think we put like 5% down, maybe it was 10%, something like that. And I told you the story, I sold my tech stocks. 
How lucky was I? Right, right before it all crashed down, I sold out. And, uh, and we used that to buy our first house. Could you imagine? What young couple today has, let's just say, and I don't even know if you can, but I would assume you could probably get away with 10% down. Forget about 20. But who's got 30-some thousand dollars to put down on a house? What 20-something do you know that can do that? It's ridiculous. Listen, it's a house of cards, and it's getting ready to come all crashing down. I mean, the, the, the data that's coming out, and here's what's so funny. China's data today that, that about industrial production, the worst in 17 years, that's not good for anybody. The average mortgage in the United States has now hit an all-time record high. So let's think about this. The average car load, all-time record high. Average student load, all-time record high. Average mortgage load, all-time record high. Why doesn't anybody have any money? I think I found the answer. Mortgages that consumers were looking to either obtain to buy a home or to refinance one hit an all-time new record high of 354500 bucks. Well, this tells you two things. Number one, only rich people are buying houses, folks. Sorry. I mean, this is really what it means. There's no houses out there that the average person can afford anymore, and they're wondering why what, what's going to happen. Right? We got falling car sales, falling housing sales, falling all of these things that we know are huge indications of what's coming. Look at class eight trucks. Right? These are your Peterbilts, your 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 uh, you know the Amazon warehouse delivery trucks. Sales are falling, not 20-something percent like they did on new houses, 60%. The only reason why you haven't seen layoffs in that category yet is there was a back order. Thankfully, they've got, they've got so many back orders, they, they, they'll be building those trucks at least through the end of this year. But then after that, I don't know what happens. <laughs> what happens? And and so as I'm watching all of the, the data points continue to come in now, we've caught up from the government shutdown. All of the new data points now coming out are real-time, real data, and it all says the same thing. Uh, I, I really do believe that all of these things that are, are happening today are a direct correlation of what is going to be happening in the next three, six, nine, twelve months, and then you start thinking about if China's in trouble, Europe's in trouble, right? All of these other economies are in trouble. Uh, it, it's a it's a double whammy. It really, truly is. And, and so when we're sitting there and thinking about how we come out of this, I don't know the answer. I mean, the government is spending four point seven trillion dollars just to try to keep things going. 
and you're sitting there and you're looking everywhere we turn now. Uh, how about this one? Here's another great article talking about millennials. Okay, so this is the category of, what, 18 to 34? This was in the USA Today, right? Not, not your right-wing publication, but the USA Today. Amanda Hill deals with big student loan debt by doing everything she can to keep her other bills small. I've had to cut things out that aren't absolutely necessary, she said. I eat out once a month. That's hard to do. That is hard to do. It really is. Who's got the time anymore? And the grocery store, have you been to the grocery store lately? It's not cheap. She limits her driving to control how much she spends on gas. She lives in an apartment. Right, boy, that's that's really what this is. We, we, this is the apartment economy. I mean, that's all there is out here in Phoenix. That's all they build everywhere. It's an apartment, apartment. What's that? Oh, it's an apartment. Hey, what about the? Oh, it's an apartment. She's juggling ninety thousand in student loan debt after graduating in twenty fifteen from Hampton University in Virginia. I'm going to tell you the rest of her story and so many others like hers when we get back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. For our friends on the left, it seems like criticizing the current administration comes more naturally than pulling one's hand from a hot stove. Second Lady Karen Pence cannot even be an art teacher for an elementary school without drawing the ire of bored liberals. In this case, the complaint du jour is that the Emanuel Christian School, where Mrs. Pence is working, does not allow their teachers to participate in the homosexual lifestyle. By the way, this was not the Pence's first dealings with the school either. Mrs. Pence taught there for more than a dozen years before her husband was elected to be governor of Indiana. Yet as soon as our second lady retook her old job on a part-time basis, the left jumped at the chance to criticize, condemn, and excoriate another conservative. A D.C.-based institution called the Sheridan School announced that they would no longer be willing to go to Emanuel for sports games. Unashamedly, the headmistress of the school specifically referenced the school's Christian principles as being an obvious challenge to a fundamental belief in diversity and inclusion. While Sheridan would allow Emanuel students to come for home games, their students would be wearing special rainbow clothing to show solidarity with the LGBT crowd. What the reactionaries on the left do not seem to grasp is that the Emanuel Christian School is not doing anything unusual for Christian schools. Thousands of Christian schools all over our nation have similar policies ensuring that the values of the teachers line up with the religious values of the school. Just as churches are not compelled by the government to accept employees with lifestyles adverse to the mission of the ministry, so too do ministries like religious schools have that discretion. Vice President Mike Pence was right to call this situation like he saw it. When asked about his wife's job, he said, The criticism of Christian education in America must stop. However, this attack is more than that. It's also a no-holds-barred attack on the Trump administration. If Karen Pence can't be an art teacher without blowback, no one in the White House is safe. 
we must stand up in defense of those who are working to defend America, like Vice President and Mrs. Pence. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. When America turns our back on our Christian heritage, we shouldn't be surprised when biblical precepts like honesty, kindness, respect, justice, and freedom are abandoned. At phyllisschlafly.com, we still believe in rights endowed by our Creator. If you agree, find out more at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Here's today's millennial, and this is really how it's worked, hasn't it? If you really go in and you really just dig down to it, they've built the largest debt bubble in the history of the world. This is why they wanted fiat money to begin with. right? Why did they hate gold? Why did they hate the gold standard? Well, because they, they, they couldn't loan what didn't exist. <laughs> With fractional banking, right? You know, think about it. Hey, we only can loan, you know, 90-some percent of what's deposited. Another reason why they hate cash. They want those deposits. They're going to get them. It's coming quick. So somebody had to go under the ground to get that gold. It used to be a sign of strength. Right? What made America so powerful? America didn't have any debt. We didn't owe anybody anything. Debt used to be evil. Now, they, they, they've started this, really go back to 1971. It used to be older people had debt. You had a mortgage. And some people had an automobile loan. Not everybody. You got to remember, an automobile was, you know, three grand, four grand. Top, four grand. Man, you're getting them nice. 500 bucks was getting you a really decent used car. I mean, decent. Now you spend $500. I don't even know if you get a used car for 500 bucks. I'm sure you can, and, and, and if it works, it'll be amazing. And I, I'll use Arlene's son as an example. Here, here this kid is he's going to college, got a job, has to buy a vehicle, right? He's got like, you know, 1500 bucks, And trying to just find anything that will actually run is almost impossible. So... This young lady that the USA Today is talking about said she bought a Saturn from a lady at her church. It's a 2005. <laughs> so this thing's had some, you know, mileage on it, right? She bought it for 500 bucks. The lady gave her a solid. She goes, I was surprised it actually worked, she said. Dreaming of buying a new car when you get that first job out of college? Or maybe buying your first house? It used to be a rite of passage. Not anymore for these millennials. You know, think about this. In the 70s, really even into the 80s, there really wasn't student loans. 
credit cards didn't even come into existence until the the seventies. Really, didn't become vogue, if you will, till the eighties. And what did you see? Right, you started to see the older people taking on debt. Remember when a new car loan, new car loan, used to be three years. Remember that was the most you could get. Right? That was the most you could get. Then it went to four, then five. What is it now? Eight years? Something like that? Right? People now buy a payment. You're not buying the car. Nobody buys. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. Rich people do. But most people, they don't buy the car they want. They buy the car that, what? Well, uh, I can spend $400 a month. What do you got for that? Right? I mean, that's what they do. And then when they saturated all the older people, how do we keep the debt bubble going? Right? Now they've saturated all the younger people. Now all of a sudden, all these young people used to be, you know, when I was 20, I'll give you the story. When I bought that first house, I didn't even have a credit card. <laughs> right? I did it. Didn't have one. Right? I, I had an apartment. I I uh, had a car payment. I did. I had a car payment. One. One car. Between the two. We had two cars. Between the two of us. Sarah and I, went, we, we, we got married. We had one car payment between the two of us. One was paid off, and then we had another one. Didn't even own a credit card. I didn't have a student loan debt. I didn't have any debt. Now today, most of the people that are going to be in would be their, their, their late 20s. They got credit card debt. They got student loan debt. They got automobile debt. Problem is, they don't have the house or the kids. This is what they've done. If they could find, figure out a way to get a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 14-year-old, if they could figure out a way to get them into debt, they'd do it. I shouldn't have said that. They may try it. You, ben, back to the USA Today. It's not going to be you're 30 and you're married and you're going to have kids. It's not what it's going to be anymore. She has no timetable for when she'd like to buy a house or even make any big purchase. She still hopes to graduate school. She's got 90 grand in debt. That's the other problem. Man, did they sucker everybody, right? It, it's been beaten in. First, it's like the 401k. They beat it into your head. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. Not telling you they were whacking the crap out of all of us with their fees. They said the same thing about college. Convinced a whole generation that if you don't go to college, you're a loser. Right, really, when you think about it, what do you really need to go to college for? Engineering, yeah, 
right? Hey, if you're going to build a building over, you know, a road, right? You got to know how to do that. Um, a doctor, right? You got to be able to do that. A lawyer, unfortunately, right? I, I'm not a, no offense to you lawyers out there. But most of these other jobs, you tell me that you got to go to college to run a cash register. You got to go to college to make a phone call. Come on. And now they're all in debt. I, I don't even know how many kids I know that are in debt because they went to school because they thought they should have, even though they knew school wasn't for them and never graduated. Now there's so much debt from these kids. They can't get married. They can't have kids. They can't buy a house. Don't worry, though. It's all going to work out just fine. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. The Midnight Rider, 800-951-0592. Have a pullback in the, well, in all of the markets today, the the. <laughs> I don't know where the Dow's at. I, I I don't. I don't know what these guys are thinking. I mean, I see the data. The housing data that was out today, it, w- it wasn't a good number, but it when you looked at the detail, way, way, way worse than the number uh, would indicate, which was the Sale of houses that haven't been built yet plummeting 27%. Uh, I don't know if the next GDP, is Atlanta going to go negative here? It, it, the data better make a turn here pretty quick. I, I don't, unfortunately, I just don't see how it can. USA Today going in-depth, talking about 18 to 29-year-olds now holding a trillion dollars of student loan debt. A trillion. I mean, everything's a trillion now, isn't it? Hey, what's the, uh, what's the national debt? How much are you going to add to the national debt this year? A trillion. How much are you going to add next year? A trillion. What about the year that trillion? How about the little trillion? Credit card a trillion. Right? Everything's a trillion. I remember, I think the the first time the budget deficit hit like $300 billion. And everybody was, was like, man, we got to get this thing under control. And remember, they all used to run, I'm, I'm going to balance the budget. Where did all that go? They're never going to pay it. And, and now we've taken the, the next wave. Right? Remember now, these are the people that are supposed to buy your, your stock market, your 401k, your IRA. These kids can't buy it. They're not getting signing up for their 401k at work. They don't got any money. I got to buy a 2005 Saturn because I got all these debts. Now, here's the reality of it. Most of them aren't paying that student loan. 
right? And then, of course, what? They can't buy a house. They can't buy, right? They, they can't buy those things without that. No wonder, man. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? No wonder. I can't figure. Who's going to live in all these apartments? Who wants to do that? Now, it makes sense. <laughs> we got these guys so in debt, they can't pay it. They're not going to be able to pay. They can't make the payment. So they're going to be renters for life. U.S. or well, you, I think they're you. I they could you know I think they're all made here. I don't know. I don't want to say completely uh, silver rounds. U.S. most likely, but who knows? Silver rounds. Well, the price of silver uh, down. If it goes up, I have the right to increase the price as silver rises three hundred twenty-five dollars a roll. And like I said, we've got about thirty rolls of rounds in. Both Phoenix and Colorado. So uh, if you want to pick them up, you can. Uh, if you want us to ship them to you, we can. However you want to do it, uh, $325. It's $55 a roll less. So you get 20 silver rounds. And uh, at least, and I know the ones up in Colorado are great. The ones I got here, really good looking stuff and all kinds of different ones. If you order, um, you know, multiple rounds, I'll, I'll do, we'll do our best to give you different ones, because the rounds are cool because the designs are all different, right? And that, that kind of is, is what makes them um, interesting here. But you're talking about buying them for, what, a dollar ten or so, uh, give or take over a spot on silver. That's what I'm talking about. That, that, that excites me when you can buy that close to the spot price. Uh, yeah, so right now silver's fifteen fifteen. So you're literally at a dollar ten over spot. At that, that kind of is, is what makes them interesting here. But you're talking about buying them for what a dollar ten or so, uh, give or take over spot on silver. That's what I'm talking about. That 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 excites me when you can buy. Right, Hugo Chavez got everyone mad. Maduro followed his way. The bankers all hate him. But when's the last time we're like, man, we got to do something about Venezuela. When's the last time anybody said that? Never? I mean, what did they do? They produced some decent baseball players. I mean, I don't get it. I'll tell you what. How about that? I don't even know. How long has the power been out there? I saw it today. Now the water's all black, right? You don't, you don't even want to drink it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What is that, Dave? I think day five or six now without any power. If you don't have power, uh, things get awfully screwy. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't want it to. But if it did, this would be a great item to have. These silver rounds, uh, 800-951-0592. We have been chasing gold and chasing gold. There's just nothing out there. Uh, you know, well, today. $20 gold pieces, they're $1410, 10 or more, $1,400. So, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about about 100 bucks over or so on a 20 today. And, and that's just because everybody's buying. There has been no selling. Uh, I, I got a, a heads up in, in an hour or so. I've got to make a call. So maybe tomorrow uh, we'll have something a little hotter on the gold side of things. But right now, the buy of the day by far. Are, are those silver rounds, uh, $16.25 an ounce, uh, $325 a roll.
800-951-0592. I love you guys. People are calling. They want everything but what I'm Everything but what I'm selling. Of course, right? I'm the same way. Don't tell me what to do. I'll do what I want. People out there buying 20s, absolutely. 800-951-0592. So we got that horrible jobs report last week, right? And even I poo-pooed. I'm like, hey, it's not that bad. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. The National Federation of Independent Business, commonly known as the NFIB. Okay, they're uh, they're a big small business um, group. They lobby in Washington. We've been a member, uh, and they try to lobby on behalf of small business. And they they have a you know like everybody else, they have their surveys. When it they just released. Their next month's data. So this is a February data point. We've seen this number from the NFIB. This is small business hiring. Started falling in December. Fell again in January. Now the NFIB says it continued into February. Hiring plans uh, for small business tumbling to the lowest levels in well over a year. And the big component about this that makes it interesting is when the NFIB and they put out this big report and all the graphs and all this stuff, they said, look at jobs reports three months from now. It's going to reflect what we're seeing in our surveys. In other words, the NFIB came out today and was warning that the hiring plan for small business has come to a stop and that they slow down in hiring suggests we may be in for a lot more weaker employment reports in the months ahead. So This is an indicator, another one of these subtle points that they don't want to talk about. According to the NFIB, there's been a dramatic change in the hiring plans of small business, which they say normally shows up three months later. So you think about December was the first big, they had a big drop in December. What happened? February's number was horrible. Then they said, hey, January, it got worse. So um, more weakness, right? Now they're saying, hey, February, it got worse. So now all of a sudden, are we are we setting ourselves? And I think it just makes sense. Yep, slower growth is here. How slow is going to be the question? And I think, uh, you know, again, I hate to beat a dead horse, but this is the guy that is, In the 15 years I've been doing this, Jeffrey Gunlatch knows what he's talking about. And people get mad at him. They get mad when he comes out and says, hey, don't believe the hype. Down 25,000, nothing but a bear market bounce. Get ready. The big shock wave isn't here. And I don't know how these guys don't. This is the part that frustrates. How do they not see this? 800 951 0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. 
We will be back tomorrow. Give it one more shot. Make sure you tune in to Eric today. Uh, 3 o'clock Arizona time, 4 o'clock Mountain time. Everyone take care. God bless.